Welcome to Pop Culture on the Rocks. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pop Culture on the Rocks. I'm Anna, and I'm here with my co-host, Callan. Callan, how's it going? It's going just fine. How are you today? (laughs) It's going pretty well. We've had another, um, I don't know if exciting is the word for this week of Big Brother, but it's been a little predictable. Mm -hmm. But it has had a couple twists and turns that have been interesting. So we're here to talk all about this past week of Big Brother. And we are now in the jury portion of the show. So that's pretty exciting. But Mm -hmm. before we get started on all of that, every single time we meet, we have to crack open some bottle of something that uh, fulfills our craving that we're looking for, quenches our craving, maybe. Thirst quencher. Thirst quencher, for sure. (laughs) So what are you having today? Well, I'm having, uh, I think it's a repeat, so sorry, but (laughs) I'm having ranch water, which I feel like you were like, ooh, last time (laughs) I mentioned that. Um... But it's a hard seltzer, and it's probably one of the best ones I've had. I've tried a lot of seltzers at this point. I know Anna has tried even more than I have, but I recommend this one. It's from the brand Lone River, and it's made in far west Texas, as it says. (laughs) So pretty good. I have the grapefruit flavor. Love a grapefruit. Anything involving a cocktail or now hard seltzer good stuff yeah i am having (laughs) not as exciting and definitely a repeat but i'm having a zero sugar diet dr pepper cream soda Uh, a throwback yes classic so good uh as you know diet dr pepper is like still around but now they have zero sugar dr pepper as i've talked about people are apparently dumb and don't understand the difference (laughs) so i don't know but it is very yummy and it's a solid choice. It's basically a drink that we always have at our house and I have not had the opportunity to hit up the liquor store yet. So this is where I am now. You can't go wrong with it. <laughs> I agree. Well, something else that you can't go wrong with is watching Big Brother and accompanying live feeds. Uh, if you're anything like <laughs> me and Callan, we watch the live feeds and we also are pretty active on There's like several daily Big Brother live feed updates that are on Twitter and all that, which is kind of fun in my opinion, because usually you can kind of sift through all the other stuff that maybe you don't want to watch on the live feeds. And sometimes they'll let you know like, hey, get on the live feeds right now because the the vote is flipping or something like that. (laughs) Kind of like a few weeks ago when there was a potential flip for the Christian vote. Everybody was like, oh my gosh, get on the live feeds right now. It's amazing. So it's good stuff. It is. And Definitely is a place, like, if you don't like spoilers, don't, you know, get on BB Twitter because it's just, like, live updates and you'll basically be, like, two edited episodes ahead of (laughs) everything. Yes. Uh, As far as information and, like, what's happened goes on. Definitely the live episodes make things clearer, especially, like, with competitions um, to see how something played out. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how I was with the high roller twist that we'll get into. The stuff you had told me, I'm like, this sounds very confusing. I'm not really understanding how this yeah. is working out. So, seeing the episode helped a lot. 
Yeah, most definitely. Because something like that, you really have to put the pieces together trying to figure out what the person's saying. Because most of the time, they're not going to sit and explain it to another player or they're going to like stare at the, mm-hmm. the camera and explain it to America, which sometimes they do. Usually not for something like that. So you kind of have to dig through all of the stuff going on online to kind of figure out what's going on. But anyways, so there's a lot that's been going on. We had an HOH competition that was, um, caused a little bit of a stir. It was a classic (laughs) memory competition where basically you have to remember either this competition was a wildcard competition, head of household, or power of veto, and you have to think quick on your feet. But what I really like about this competition is it kind of shows people's cards in a way, because if you win Mm -hmm. your heat, then the person you're up against is eliminated, and then you have to put up two people to go against each other. So sometimes there are some cracks you can see, Some people show that that maybe they don't trust these people or even they realize that those two people are somehow a duo. Yes. I always enjoy this competition. It's a fun competition anyway, but it never goes without a little bit of drama, Mm -hmm. a little bit of paranoia. So I always enjoy the outcome and the effect it has on the house. A little little pot stir. (laughs) Right. I mean... We watch reality television for partially the drama, so this is what we need. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've been saying that some of this season was a little bit boring, <laughs> and, you know, we need a little spice. Right, exactly. So the final two people in the HOH were Kyland and Aza, which Aza had talked to Kyland about she wanted to win head of household, and he had agreed to throw it to her, however... That was not the case. And Aza was quite <laughs> upset about that, understandably. So uh-huh. Kylan kind of had a difficult PR week, I feel like. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just as like that whole situation was a little sticky. And then some other things that occur later on that we'll talk about was, you know, is a little bit of a rough patch there, but any comments about the HOH competition? I don't think I have anything to add about the HOH competition, really. Kylan winning, I've expressed in past episodes that I am a fan of Kyland. Sometimes I doubt myself on that, <laughs> but <laughs> overall, I do like him. I don't know, really, I don't... He's kind of a hard one for me to really put my finger on. Like, I really, I like him. I And I, I've liked him since the beginning. But I think sometimes my judgment gets clouded when so many opinions about him come out. And like, I have to kind of decide, okay, I see that you're upset with him. Do I really agree with that? Like, yeah. am I upset that he didn't throw it to Aza? No. I mean, in something like that, and this is the exact same thing with the veto as well this week. I just don't, like, if somebody wants them to throw the competition to them and the person doesn't, I'm not really upset because to me it's like, go win. Mm -hmm. Like, if you really want to win, win it yourself. Like, I'm sorry that you 
feel like it has to be thrown to you in order to win the competition. Yeah. It now an endurance competition is a little bit different because I just feel like that's always like a scenario with it, and that's even on like things like Survivor too. But when it comes to a game like that, I'm just like, may the best person win. You know what yeah. I mean? And like, I'm going to be more satisfied as a player in that position if I win fair and square as well. So yeah, I wasn't upset with him about that one. Yeah, understandable. So the week kind of plays out <laughs> interesting. Nominations start off with Kylan wants to target Claire because Claire has said she wants to target all... Basically all the cookout members except for him <laughs> and Tiffany. Right. And, of course, he's not down for that. So he's decided he wants to target, nominate and target her. And then Big D actually volunteers as a pawn, which is interesting. In the end, Kylan decides to nominate Derek F. and Claire. And his target is Claire. And then it kind of shifts towards Alyssa. Seems just kind of like not really sure which way to go. Just to kind of see how the week plays out. Mm -hmm. But then we enter... The High Rollers Room, dun, 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 mm. which... I was very excited. Yes, me too, which I was just excited to have it explained to me because <laughs> I was trying to figure <laughs> out, like, what all happened? How does this work? Which it was still a little confusing on the episode, but thankfully they kind of cleared up some things, most things. Some of it's, I guess, mm -hmm. is a little bit of a surprise still, but... Basically, America is going to be voting every week on, and it's only like a 24-hour period, which mm -hmm. is kind of crazy, but there are millions of people watching, so I guess that makes sense. People are texting to vote also, which is new, yes. because... A throwback to my American Idol days. <laughs> <laughs> Were you feeling like you should be voting for... I don't know who you were into back then. Yeah, I mean, back then, you know, you voted for who you wanted to save on American Idol. So I was a very loyal text to voter on my flip phone. Mm. Even it, the rules are the same here. You get a maximum of 10 votes and per device. So I, I remember maxing out my 10 votes. And even more of a throwback was calling to vote mm. on American Idol. And I, I caught for like the hour after the live show, I would call because it would literally, you'd get a busy, a busy signal. Um, like if there were too many people calling, uh -huh. but that would kind of tip you off. Maybe my person is not going home because it's busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then you'd go all the way through. Like if you got uh, the recording, you'd be like, thanks for voting for Chris Daughtry. Da, 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 da. It was always the same guy's voice. So yeah. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, I've never done that. just just as a throwback, I mean, I feel like that is uh, a quintessential part of like 2000s reality show <laughs> experience was texting or calling to vote for somebody. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. That's but yeah, I, I thought I thought it was interesting that they were taking it off of like the CBS website mm -hmm. or app, which I don't know. Can you still vote on there or is it? Phone I think it's only? just text only. See, I feel like they're trying to make some extra cash by getting this like data rate. Probably so. Something <laughs> like the text. Something yeah. to do with that. I'm sure they needed a little more uh, cash flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, did you vote this first week for High Roller Ring? I didn't. I after all of that talk I just said about voting, I didn't vote for this. <laughs> okay. I didn't vote the first week because I didn't watch the show live. Exactly. And by the time I saw it, 
it was past the deadline to vote. But I did vote this past week, mm-hmm. so I'm going to try to keep doing okay. that. So that was fun. But anyways, I digress. So we get to see the High Rollers room, which is very fancy. And if you remember, Callan and I went to Las Vegas over the last month. So we were not in the High Rollers room. We were in the barely rolling group. But (laughs) 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 anyway, yeah, so we got to see the High Roller room. And they kind of explained the concept that America is voting for these players. And it's kind of like a tier system based on who gets the most amount of votes, meaning that you get a certain amount of money. So the most amount of BB bucks you can get is $100. Everybody will get at least $50. So not too shabby. But you can decide if you want to play the game that they're doing that time, or you can save your money for something bigger later on. The game that we're playing this time was Veto Derby, which was a little confusing to me because derby to me is like horse racing and (laughs) they were playing shuffleboard with giant mint juleps (laughs) which i guess the mint julep makes sense like with a derby but oh i didn't even get that like kentucky derby i don't remember seeing any horses on there wow i don't know no there weren't any horses, but that is like a kentucky drink Mm -hmm. i didn't even put that together yeah Okay. I guess they're going for, like, people bet on horses, so I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they were like, what's a good word for a gambling game? (laughs) I mean, it's catchy. You know, Veto Derby sounds cool. Yeah, Probably better than Veto Shuffleboard. Kind of gives it away. (laughs) A little catchier. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) The top three people that got $100 from America were... Brittany, Derek X, and Derek F, which was interesting to me. I wasn't really sure who America would probably put their money on the most, but Mm -hmm. it was exciting. I mean, I like all those people. So that was fun. And I feel like for the, a lot of times with America, they tend to vote for like the underdog, like the perceived underdog. Yeah. And I kind of wondered, I was like, I feel like they're going to vote for the Jokers. (laughs) Yeah. The majority, because... I feel like they are seen more so as maybe the underdogs in a physical sense, just not being as um, physically strong. True. Derek X was not a surprise at all to me. Mm-hmm. Um, we really like him. I feel like America likes him, all that. Yeah. The other two were a surprise. I think your theory that America was voting for um, the underdogs has to be correct. Brittany, I get, especially, I mean, she's definitely, I mean, poor oh, girl, yeah. <laughs> like, lives on the block. So I, I got that a little more, but it was still a little surprising. But to be honest, Derek F. shocked me. Yes. I could not believe that he got $100. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I just kind of feel like he's there but he's not really not really a big time player or anything like Mm -hmm. that so that just shocked me that he would get the hundred over even like xavier who has won hoh i don't know i was surprised by that one um the 50 dollar recipients didn't really surprise me yeah (laughs) so i don't know the rest kind of made sense but yeah i i was surprised by by that one great for them i mean if i were in there and i got the hundred i would feel very reassured that okay at least america doesn't hate (laughs) right it's like well at least you know some people feel alone when they're in the big brother house and then these america votes happen and they're like 
I have some people on there my side, you know, makes them feel a little better. So that's good. So basically they get to the high roller room and they decide you can use your $50 to play Veto Derby or you can save your money and not play this game to hopefully play the next game or potentially a third game, which costs the most amount of money. So we had Sarah Beth, Kyland, Tiffany, Derek F., and Claire who ended up playing in the Veto Derby. It was a little interesting to me that Tiffany decided to play in the Veto Derby despite what Claire had told her she wanted her to do. And it really Mm -hmm. turned out bad because (laughs) Tiffany burned her $50 and lost the Veto game, which is unfortunate. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of interesting, especially when... So everybody plays privately, But the results are shown in person, which I thought was also interesting that they get to know ahead of time who played in the game and eventually who they bet on, which I thought was interesting, like that they didn't keep that private, that information private. I know. I was surprised by that too. Yeah, I was kind of expecting it to all be done in private and maybe you would know that someone bet on you, but you don't know who it is potentially. Yeah, and I don't know if that would have been better or not, but I kind of feel like that would have made it more interesting. I was really surprised that we were finding out who all played, but then I was confused about, like, the rules of how many people got to bet on somebody. Yeah. Because then it seemed like almost everybody got to vote. Was it supposed to be the top three, but we had a tie, so four people got to Hmm. I don't know. Now that you say that, that could be potentially what it was. Yeah, I was with you. I was like, oh, so I guess the winner of this competition gets to bet on someone. But then everyone who played was able to bet. So I was confused yeah. on that. So I don't... Uh-huh. And But they did it in a ranking system. So the per- like Kylan had the most amount of points. So he could choose out of anyone who he wanted to bet mm-hmm. on. And so mm-hmm. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. So it just depends on your number but that's a good point I don't know if the tie maybe changed that a bit yeah because I was like obviously the the priority ranking definitely matters like you're getting your you know pick out of everybody but I was confused about that Mm -hmm. and I just thought that a few things this season could have been better explained to the audience I feel like with both twists I feel like it wasn't completely clear and I'm like am I not listening well (laughs) that could be it but I feel like this is complex and it's kind of one of those I guess I'll watch and figure out how this is working yeah that's how I felt too which is nice to know that I'm not the only one all right so yeah they revealed the (laughs) There are only four people who played because Tiffany lost. She had no points, so that doesn't count. But Sarah Beth bet on Aza to win the veto. Kylan bet on Alyssa to win the veto. Derek F bet on Brittany and Claire bet on Kyland. So I was kind of, I appreciated that they showed a little bit of the strategy of maybe why some people voted for certain people. For example, why Derek F voted for Brittany in that the Jokers were trying to all keep each other safe and Claire wanting to vote for Kylan because she was kind of unsure where he would be. So I thought that was interesting, kind of seeing their their thought process on that. It was really funny because I tuned into the live, I think this was on a Saturday, which, you know, like almost everyone who's has an eight to five job <laughs> on the weekdays, I tuned in for a few hours on Saturday and basically the whole time on the live feeds I was so confused to be 
<laughs> to be honest, because they had already picked veto players and then they also did the high rollers room. And so they were talking about betting on people and I was really confused what that meant. And then they knew that they were playing Otev for the veto competition. And I was like, oh, that's weird that they know that ahead of time. And so then like... It was really funny because you could go through each camera or like each room and it was different sets of people making strategies for the OTEV competition, which was actually really entertaining because there were some people who were like very in depth about like how they were going to play and people in certain groups saying that they're going to work together So they're like strategizing, okay, I'm going to go left, you're going to go right, we're going to put our pile here and like all this kind of stuff. So it was crazy, but it was really fun. What I did like about the Veto Derby was the fact that it kind of got more people involved in the Veto competition. Mm -hmm. Because obviously it kind of worked out that a lot of people who were betting from the Veto Derby were also like nominated or are you know playing in the veto anyway but I feel like it got more of the house involved because a lot of times the veto since it's only six people the rest of the people are just kind of hanging out and you might have one or two people who are really nervous about the outcome but I feel like it kind of gave it more stakes for the house so I really enjoyed that aspect of it yeah a lot of strategy involved so I was uh, excited for OTEV, of course. Always love that competition. As I have said, OTEV uh, almost always (laughs) works out negatively for me. I really, I wouldn't say that held true this time I wasn't upset by the outcome so I don't know that's good for for my OTEV curse I guess (laughs) maybe your streak will improve as the seasons go on I hope so (laughs) it can only really go up it's true well yeah so we get to the OTEV competition and it is a jacked up jellyfish which goodness sometimes I talk about (laughs) Big Brother and I'm like it is such a great social strategy game and blah 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 and then people hear about this and they're like I'm sorry what but it is hilarious and it's so lighthearted, but in a great way but I was also like whoever is doing this Arnold Schwarzenegger voice is doing an excellent job I was so impressed oh my gosh I was like did we get Arnold to do that's kind of how I was thinking I was like (laughs) okay so it's like does he have a deal with CBS now or I had that thought too. I was like, no, there's no way they can afford Arnold, right? And even if they did, they definitely would promote it because hello, Tom Green got on this season of Big Brother. So that's true. That's true. We would not just have a maybe Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, if, if he were there, we would definitely. Know Absolutely. Right. They would milk that for all it's worth. So kudos to whoever is doing that impression because that was fantastic. They need a shout out because that was just oh my gosh flawless. I agree. Get them a CBS voiceover deal. I don't <laughs> even know. Like. Right, yeah. Uh, yeah. The person who does, like, the previously on Big Brother, you can have him (laughs) at the beginning and then have the impersonator at the end or something. Yes, get jacked. Yes, get jacked with some juice. Which I thought was really funny. So I was, or jelly, jelly yeah. that's right. Jelly. Because I, yeah. I thought, I was like, okay, wait. Because I think I thought he said juice. And I was like, ha, mm. it's like steroids. But then it was jelly. So I was confused <laughs> by that. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. I guess the they were carrying the jellyfish pun, but then it was like jellies. I don't know. It yeah. Was... It was funny. 
you know, yeah. And all of them are just kind of silly and ridiculous, but that's the point. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So it was, it was a pretty tight competition. Very exciting. Obviously you love watching people slip and slide and fall and make a fool of themselves. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And try to get up that rope. Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, I, I would probably embarrass myself. Oh, absolutely, I would too. What did you think about <laughs> Aza giving away her jelly to Brittany? It made sense for sure. Like I understood why she did it, mm-hmm. and I, I definitely understand it, especially because uh, Sarah Beth bet on Aza. So true. I'm sure that kind of put almost like a little dent in their strategy thinking that, oh, well, mm-hmm. if Aza wins, Sarah Beth still could do what Kylan wants to do, in a sense. Exactly. Um, and again, that really made it a an added layer. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I want to be safe, but I might not want to win this because that means some this other person will also right. win one. So I didn't have a problem with it. I just think everybody, if they're going to throw a competition, needs to get better at doing it. <laughs> Right. Yeah, because it seemed like everyone saw her kind of like throw it over there, which I mean, you know, I'm sure in the heat of the moment, you're not thinking about that. But it's kind of like, oh, well. And we get to the last two players. And Kylan is basically like putting on his what he thinks is his best acting job. Trying to throw it to (laughs) Alyssa. Can we talk about that? Because that's, that's, I was talking about him too with that comment just now that we need to get better at throwing because this to me is an easier one to throw because you can just pretend like you cannot find it. Right. Like you can be digging, nobody can see if, so you can be very frustrated like not finding it. But like, I got so confused when he started like counting like with his hand. I'm like, what is there to count? You know, it goes you know? back to that saying, keep it simple, stupid, because sometimes you just got to keep yeah. it simple and not being yeah. able to find it is like the most simple thing. You don't have to act exactly. like you can't yeah. think of what it yeah. is. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yes. Yeah. Like just you can pull it off. Just be very subtle. I don't mm-hmm. know. So he needed to do a better job. But I also, uh, first of all, this is what I was referencing earlier in the episode was Alyssa basically asking him to throw it to her so she could win a competition. Right. I just don't get like, oh, I just want to have like something on my resume like that I won. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you beat these other people in these rounds, but like, okay, if he just throws it to you, is that really satisfying? And like me watching that, like I know if you're going to brag about this on your resume, well, technically he gave it to you. Yeah. You might have still won. Right. You're not giving that an opportunity to happen. So I don't know. Uh, I thought that was kind of dumb. And then you had him looking like a fool over there (laughs) counting on his hand. So everybody knew what was going on. But I mean, I totally understood why he wanted to give it to her anyway, so that he would get the second veto Mm -hmm. and he kind of knew how she would use it. So I thought that was the smartest move on his part anyway. Yeah. Because Claire obviously would have taken herself off the block Mm -hmm. if... She had gotten the second veto from betting on Kyland. So I understood his reasoning of like wanting to be the one to save her. Although from what we saw later on, I wouldn't necessarily say that she was just uber, uberly grateful <laughs> for it. <laughs> right. It just, it just seemed like there was a lot of people who were annoyed with Kylan this week. Yeah. 
And that's what I was talking about earlier, too, is I got why people were annoyed, but I didn't necessarily feel exactly the same way. So, I don't know. is is hard, but then again, we see so much more than they do. Like, the first time he was, he was head of household, you know, he brings everyone into the HOH room privately, and they have a conversation about, like, you know, who do you feel like you're targeting, those kinds of things, to get information, which, I mean... That's one of the great perks of being a head of household is you get information, even if it's not true, like Mm -hmm. you get to learn what that person's perception is of you at least. But I don't know, it was like this HOH, it seemed like people were, they felt almost pressured in a way. You're going to tell me who you want out of like who you would target this week, X, Y, Z, something like not X as in Xavier, but um, (laughs) you know, like. Kind of where he wants he wants to take all the information but is not willing to give either yeah. information or even, like, make a deal in any way. Which, I mean, well, we did see a deal with Brittany and we saw how that <laughs> check bounced. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of the impression I got was that people were, I guess, more so upset with how he kind of engaged them to to gain information in some way but I don't know we talk about all the time how people will get upset with people in the house and then one week it's completely forgotten so it kind of seems like that's the sense so Alyssa wins the veto and since Kylan bet on Alyssa he gets the second veto that he won from the veto derby so they decide to take off Claire and they're putting up Brittany which, man, it was so dramatic, like, before the veto <laughs> ceremony when Sarah Beth told Brittany, hey, uh, Kylan's thinking about making you a replacement nominee. And she is just like, nope. And I so appreciate <laughs> that because some people would just be like, really? And then just kind of, you know... Uh-huh. be defeated at least she went and fought for herself yeah yeah absolutely i mean she had nothing to lose and she had ammunition with the fact that they just yeah. had a conversation about keeping each other safe so mm-hmm. i don't blame her you know you got to go out go out guns blazing you do i mean don't just sit back and let it happen you know don't let the game happen to you so i i understood it yeah i think that her saying that like Kylan was obsessed with nominating her was more of a heat of the moment comment because I just don't think that's the case. Like, yeah, I think it's it's a game thing, and I understood why he was nominating her. Mm-hmm. I understand that she doesn't see what we see, so she's gonna be confused. And I mean, I know they made that deal, but he doesn't have really many options, mm-hmm. you know. So yeah, and it's very true that. She's very unpredictable as far as who she would nominate. Like, I feel like even I don't even know. Right. Uh, from watching her DRs, I still don't know who she would nominate. So yeah. you can't really blame him for wanting her out in that sense. So, yeah. And to be honest, like, the relationship between Aza and Derek F. and Brittany, I feel like the entire cookout wanted Brittany out of the house to mm-hmm. get them away from, like, always protecting her and, right. like, prioritizing her in a way. So I feel like it was also for the benefit of the cookout. True. And, I mean, after Claire is <laughs> taken down, it's really only... I mean, he's not going to put up Sarah Beth. And then he had already said how he's not going to put up 
Derek X. So mm-hmm. it only leaves one more person. Yeah, that was funny to me. I guess I didn't realize how close Kylan and Derek X are because at the beginning of the week when they were, you know, discussing nominations, I was like, how is Derek X not getting brought up at all? Mm-hmm. Like no one, at least in this episode, is talking about him. So it made sense once I figured out, okay, like they have a really good relationship. But yeah. I was like, he just like backdoored a big player. How is nobody <laughs> talking about him? Right. So yeah, I mean, it was a good opportunity to get him out, honestly, basically do what he did to Christian, but I'm glad that didn't happen. Yeah, I hope Derek X is the last remaining non-cookout person because he's great. I just really like him. Me too. Yeah, I feel like there's not really much to say as far as strategy wise. I mean, you know, Derek X and Claire were really pushing for a flip and wanting to get out Big D, which from their game perspective, I totally understand because he's not on their side. Either way, they're getting rid of a Joker who all three of them are kind of unpredictable from their point of view. And Mm -hmm. I mean, Big D doesn't really get along with... Tiffany especially, but I feel like probably that whole alliance, I don't think they really spend any time with them, with him, I should say. Mm -hmm. So, but I mean... At least the edited episode, it was just kind of like, yeah, okay, we know they're going to try to flip the other side of the house, or the people that they foresee an alliance with, like Hannah and Tiffany, but obviously they're not going to vote out a fellow cookout member, so it was just kind of white noise, I guess, just in the background. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I appreciate them trying, you know, it was worth a shot, and... It shows how loyal Hannah and Tiffany are, despite, you know, Big D probably not being their closest ally in the house, but wanting to stick together. So, you know, I can commend that for sure. As far as the cookout goes, I kind of feel like watching, especially the most recent episode, in a way, I feel like I'm kind of just watching the inevitable like I really, Mm -hmm. unless a competition makes the difference, I really don't see the cookout not being the final six because I don't see anyone going against that alliance. I feel like it's almost unbreakable. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like I'm just like kind of waiting until we get to the final six. (laughs) Right. We're just deciding, okay, who's going home this week? Like it matters, but almost to me, not really, because in theory, these outsiders are all going to get picked off no matter what order they do it in. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a hard one to break. So we'll see. It's definitely one of the strongest alliances that I, I, you know, I've ever seen. And I've watched every season of BB. It's going to come down to competitions more than loyalty. Right. And potential twists. Yeah, potential Mm -hmm. twists, of course. Especially with these two high roller games. I don't know how that's going to affect anything. So we saw Sarah Beth win the HOH competition uh, on the live show. Well, I guess I'm skipping Brittany getting evicted. Sorry. She got evicted. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I feel like that was uh, given. Yes, she Mm -hmm. became the first juror. I I feel like that was a given, I mean, from the veto and her getting up there. We kind of knew, especially when you're sitting next to Big D. Like you said, it would have been a better strategic move possibly for him to go home for some people. But the cookout, you know, like I said, is holding strong. So it's kind of the nail in her coffin when she got put up there. So sorry. Fourth time was was the charm for (laughs) Brittany. (laughs) 
Uh, but yeah, having her on the jury will be interesting. I don't know. I appreciated her saying that she does know it's a game at the end of the yeah. day. So I'm hopeful she will cast her vote for who she thinks deserves to win. Nobody likes to watch a bitter jury. So I hope we don't have one this season. Yeah. Um, I think most of the game players left will respect the game. Mm-hmm. So I'm hopeful that we won't have that. But yeah, Sarah Beth winning that balance beam. I mean, smoking Claire's time, first yeah. of all. So uh, I think it helped to know the score you were trying to get, though. Yeah. Going first in that kind of sucks because you're just setting a standard, but you don't really have a goal in mind necessarily. Yeah, because sometimes when you hear the alarm, like I'm thinking of like basketball Mm -hmm. or something like, oh, my gosh, the the timer's running out. So you kind of get that extra burst. So, yeah, it that's one of those circumstances where it's just not not great to go first. Yeah, it was very close with several people, but especially Derek X, it was oh, like a nail gosh. biter. Probably like one second difference maybe, but Sarah Beth is now the head of household. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, you know, her her number one person is Kylan, so I'm sure he will be in her ear <laughs> the majority of the yeah. week. So, we mm-hmm. um yeah. It, and, I mean, like I said, I voted in the High Rollers text vote this week. So, that'll be interesting to see how the High Rollers room potentially impacts the week. You'll have to let us know if you're the people you voted for got the cash. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Derek X is my probably, well, I don't know. I can't really rank anyone. But as far as the people who are not in the cookout, Derek X is my number one person. For sure. Love him. Yeah. He's been really fun. If he doesn't win, I hope he's a returning player. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like he has a very good shot, I would guess. Mm -hmm. Which is good. I would guess so, too. Yeah. I feel good about him. Really like him. And I feel like... He will learn a lot after this season. So if he were a returning player, I feel like his strategy would be upped. His ability to read people in the game would be improved. Mm -hmm. So you combine that with his competition skills and likability. Yeah. You got a real threat there. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to be curious to see how Sarah Beth handles her her HOH. Because definitely Kylan will be in her ear and she's going to take into consideration what she thinks is the best for probably the two of them. But at Mm -hmm. the same time, I feel like Sarah Beth is one that kind of does what she wants, you know, no matter what. She's not easily manipulated. So I think she's going to, in the end, do what she wants to do. And sorry to everyone who tries to sway her Mm -hmm. in a way, you know. I think she's going to be one that holds strong. So we shall see. Yes, indeed we shall Okay, well, another week of Big Brother has come and gone, and it's on to the next week, so we're getting closer and closer to the finale, which is kind of crazy, so we're looking forward to all that the rest of the summer holds, because... Big Brother is basically all I do in the summer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, three nights a week plus live feeds. Yes. I mean, what else are you Quality do? time spent with random strangers. It's the best. And, I mean, some of you guys are probably strangers, which if you want to spend quality time with us, I don't really think of us as strangers, more so acquaintances becoming friends. We can become yes. even closer friends if you want to join our Discord. We have one of those where we talk about Big Brother specifically, but also talk about every single other show that we're watching, literally everything, even like books (laughs) and music and whatever else you consume. So come check us out on that. 
And we also have a Twitter account and we have an Instagram handle and I can never remember like all the fancy terms because each social media account has like a different term. So anyway, we want to be your friend, be our follower, like us, subscribe, <laughs> all of those words. All of the things. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if you were listening to us on Apple Podcasts specifically, please be sure to leave us a review and a rating. But if you're not listening to us on Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening, we would love for you to subscribe. And if it's possible for you to rate and review, then we would love that as well because that helps us get our name further out there and hopefully get to interact with more people which we always enjoy. If you perhaps don't have a social media account or you like a more one-on-one interaction, feel free to email us as well. We always love to get drink recommendations from people, especially like really unique recipes. We really enjoy those. So please be sure to send us that. And I think that we are moving on. So until next time, I'm Callan. And I'm Anna. As Julie Chin Moonbez says, be not afraid. Thank you.